the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. August the 15th, Ferragosto. If you are in, I can only speak for Italy right now, uh, but I, I know that there are other countries. Today is a tremendously huge holiday over there where everything is closed. So I remember one year, oof, this has to be 20 years ago, close to 20 years ago. Um, no, maybe more than 20 years, maybe 98. My buddy Dave Spring and I flew to Italy. We're going to go meet uh, another friend of ours, Paul D'Amelia. And uh, we flew and we landed in Rome on August 15th. And when I tell you at 10 o'clock in the morning, and it was a weekday, nothing was opened. I am not exaggerating. Nothing was open. It is um, the Feast of the Assumption. It is a holy day of obligation. You're supposed to go to church. I didn't, but I went to church Saturday and Sunday. So I don't know, maybe that counts for something. Uh, so uh, to my cousins who sometimes listen from uh, Bolognetta, Sicily, where it's midnight over there, and they're probably still eating dinner. Uh, happy uh, feast day. And uh, Sambolino, you know, now that your name is now Sambolino, are you hip to this whole August 15th situation? I- I'm hip to know that there's no alternate side today in New York City. <laughs> hey, whatever makes it happen. That's it. it is a huge day. I um, I very rarely work on this day. I uh, I did not work today. I guess I did what some people post-pandemic call. I worked remotely. Um, so I did like answer some calls and answer some emails, but uh, I did not go into the office. <clears throat> Judge Cammons was there holding down the fort. But let's face it, um, the next two weeks are relatively quiet uh, in the world of the law. Although I have a major case on tomorrow that I will be appearing on in New York City. Um, but today I hung back. Um, my What you guys have to understand is before I come on the air, Sam Boland plays a bunch of tunes. I mean, I listened to a little bit of the Cats situation, but during the commercials or whatever, he's, he's DJing for me. And he doesn't realize the effect he has because the tunes he plays like gets me either psyched up or psyched down or whatever it is. So but today he got me pretty psyched up. I, I hope you could hear that in my voice. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Um, I did on Friday. Um, I did something I haven't done in a very long time. I went to the beach, but not just any beach. I went to the beach that I grew up at. Uh, it's Reese Park in Queens. Uh, it's all, uh, like exit 11N off of the Belt Parkway. 
and um, I went with my buddy Chris Hassan and his son Julian and myself and Luca, and uh, it was a glorious day. But it's amazing how the um, the the memories come flooding back of when I was there at 15 and 16 and 17 and 18 and 19. I mean, that was the beach. And there was a special part of the beach when you came, went down to the boardwalk, you went to the far right. And that was the Bay Ridge section. That's where all the Bay Ridge folks hung out. And there was like one little dinky concession stand that sold like some, some bad soda and maybe a hot dog. You basically brought your own stuff. Now the beach is beautiful. There's like five or six different stores. There's meaning selling you different foods and there's a little bar there and you can get a libation and there's uh, picnic tables and umbrellas and uh, um, there was music cranking. It was just a glorious, glorious day. The simplicity of it all, just being so close to home, not a lot of stress. There's no big traffic. It was just, just wonderful. So I am flying high. I, I got to spend a lot of time with Luca this weekend. I saw my mom and dad. I saw Lori and Carl and the kids. Um, I was been out with my in-laws, with Nanette and Jerry, and um, obviously Arthur and little Ariana. I took her for a swimming lesson today, so which was very cool for an eight-month-old. She's like getting a little water in her mouth, and she's spitting it out, and it looks so cute. And look, I know there's a ton of news of the day, but it's August 15th. This is like a holiday day. You're supposed to be like thankful for God and thankful for all of the wonderful, uh, the bountiful things in your life, even if things aren't going so great. There's got to be positive things in your life that you could point to that'll put you in a good mood. Or you could just like drink a Red Bull and like a, two cups of coffee and that'll put you in a good mood or, or at least get you hopped up. I haven't done any of the above. Um, I am just appreciating uh, the wonderful world that I live in. And look, there are there things that get me upset? Yeah, I, I'm reading right now that the... The migrants who are coming over from, I don't know what the politically, what, what you're supposed to say, how you're supposed to call people who are coming over to this country without having the appropriate paperwork. But these are people who are coming over to this country without having the appropriate paperwork. And apparently they're coming into Texas and the Texas governor is sending them into New York. And some people are staying and some people are leaving. They're going to the Milford Plaza. So what are my memories about the Milford Plaza? Um, the, my memories of the Milford Plaza are that was where many of my friends stayed 30 years ago, mm, two weeks ago, uh, when we had to take the bar exam at the Jacobs Javits Center. Um, it's a, it's a, um, New York City, uh, it, it had that very fun jingle as a commercial. Um, so here you have a New York City Times Square hotel, um, that's now housing people who are basically who are homeless, uh, who are not citizens. And, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say about that. Obviously, that's not my idea of a great way to where to put people and how to put people in a luxury hotel in the, the middle of the, the Times Square area where it's supposed to be, I don't know, a very special place. Um, but I, I guess Adams, they, well, I don't, like, he doesn't know what to do. It's like this hot potato that's being tossed our way. Um, more importantly, or more personally, today, um, the uh, Rob, Bob Costello, who's a great lawyer, he's a couple of years my senior, he worked in the United States Attorney's Office with Rudolph Giuliani when Rudo was a junior member and then when he was the U.S. Attorney himself. Um, and he is he's taking the lead on um, these criminal investigations 
My office is taking the lead on the investigations regarding Rudy's law license, but we're all working together. I spoke to Mr. Costello today, and after weeks of asking people in Georgia in the district attorney's office, not the U.S. attorney's office, but the district attorney's office, so it's a state uh, prosecutor, not a federal prosecutor, what what role are you looking at, Mr. Giuliani? And they uh, they refused to answer. They refused to answer. Even the judge didn't order them to answer, but strongly encouraged them to answer. And today they said, well, yes, he's a target of the investigation. That means they are conducting investigation. They're putting evidence into a grand jury to charge him as a criminal defendant. And look, it's... It's not that easy for me to be objective, but you know I'm not wearing blindfold, uh, blindfold, and and I don't have cork in my ears. Watching Rudolph Giuliani go from America's mayor 21 years ago, almost it'll be in less than a month, um, until where he is today, it's it's sad. I mean, it's not for, for me anyway. I mean, there's a lot of words that people could use, and I know people are gloating over this, and that's not. It's not my style. Um, I never gloat when someone gets hurt or something bad happens to them. But the fact that, look, he's already gotten his apartment um, raided by the FBI or, excuse me, raid. Uh, Judge Judge Cameron's would yell at me. It wasn't a raid. It was a, a, a search warrant that was executed by the FBI. And as I've mentioned on the show before, it was actually done in a very courteous uh, way. The mayor said that the the FBI agents who executed the search warrant could not have been nicer, uh, and and it looks like for the reporting on that and from what Mr. Costello has been told by the U.S. Attorney's Office here in the Southern District, it looks like that's not going anywhere. The the nail is not in the coffin, but they've already returned his uh, devices where they thought there were things on there that were that were incriminating. They don't usually return devices, period. Uh, so when they turn something over before there's any charges, it looks like it's very powerful evidence that, that Rudy is not going to be charged with anything here in the Southern District of New York. But Georgia is a different place, and, um, and Rudy is not the only target of this investigation. It all has to do with the post-election actions by uh, Rudy Giuliani. And... It usually has to do, and what we understand, it has to do with statements that he made. That's what the issue is regarding his law license, with statements that he made. And if we're going to get, go down that hole, down that road, that we're going to start punishing lawyers who are zealously defending their clients and going after the words that they say, we better be careful. Uh, we better we better be careful because that could be a slippery slope, and it could have a real chilling effect on attorneys. Uh, representing their clients. We're going to touch more on that uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, there's some more stuff that came about the duck sauce guy, and I'm going to tie that into Rudy. But I want to talk about congestion pricing because that affects all of us New Yorkers. So when we come back, that's what we're going to talk about. So it wouldn't be an idola show if we didn't talk about my friends at Connors and Sullivan yeah, look, you know the deal. We all need to be prepared. You don't know when things are going to happen. Uh, they happen when you least expect it. And there's tragedy. If you read the newspaper this week, if you read it this morning, there are tragedies everywhere. 
And sometimes these tragedies don't kill you, but they make you really sick. And you have to go into a, a hospital or a rehab center. And that costs an enormous amount of money. But there are uh, programs, there are Medicaid programs and other programs out there. There's types of insurance that you could buy that covers you if you need to go into one of those long-term facilities. Because those long-term facilities can literally bankrupt you, even in the short term. If you have a, a couple of thousand dollars saved up, that could be wiped right out. So what you need to do is what thousands have already done. You need to go see our friends at, at Connors and Sullivan. Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys really know their stuff because they've been doing it for 40 years. It's very easy. They're going to give you a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now. Don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. Trust me, you'll be glad that you did. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle. When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi or call Sambolino, that he used to work at the Milford Plaza. Is that is that accurate there, Sambolino? That is correct. I used to do security there. Secu- <laughs> what exactly were you securing there, uh, Mr. Sambolino? Uh, making sure the women of the night could access the restroom at all odd hours. Ah, you're making sure that they could or could not? They could. Well, some of them need to get cleaned up. Oh, and what years are we talking about here? I would say it was uh, probably 2003 to 2005. Oh, so it was relatively cleaned up. By the way. Are, you, are you kidding me? No, well, some parts of, uh, of 
the the theater district is still quite the theater at, at other hours. Do, do you uh, do you remember the the jingle for the Milford Plaza? Come on along, I'll take you to. There we go. Those, those ads were everywhere. Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail dinner and breakfast for forty-three dollars per person. Discover why we are wow. the lullaby of Broadway. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> that's got to be old, bro, because there's nothing in New York that's forty-three dollars. <laughs> I went and got lunch at the little, you know, those steam tables where you get the salad and stuff. I, I, the, the woman's like, "It's twenty-one dollars." I go, "I got salad." That's yeah, salad. Parking is forty three dollars, if you're lucky. True. If if you're lucky. Well, speaking of parking, speaking of the 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 heart of the city of New York, uh, I have on the line a senior fellow from the Manhattan Institute. Uh, she is the uh, a New York Post columnist. I read an article by her, I believe, this weekend. Unless my mind is failing me, uh, Nicole Jolinas. How are you? It's Arthur Idala. Good afternoon, Arthur. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. And and the Milford Plaza, I don't live too far from there. You know, they've made it into like a kind of upscale hotel now. Yeah, and now I, I, I don't want us to get too off topic because I'm dying to talk to you about congestion pricing. But, I mean, I, it's not exactly, if I was the mayor, where I would be putting people who aren't paying to stay there. But I don't know. I mean, listen, you have a big brain over at the Manhattan uh, Institute Let's take a couple of minutes and just talk about this, if, if we may. Um, how do you feel about people coming off the bus from Texas and uh, being put up in a luxury hotel in, mid, in, in Times Square? I mean, it's not my area, so I'll just say what might just seem like common sense. You know, we want immigration, but we don't want a chaotic, uncontrolled immigration, it doesn't help the immigrants either. I mean, we have tens of thousands of people who are working below minimum wage because they can't get a legal job in the U.S. They're basically just, you know, being exploited as laborers, which is, of course, uh, good for their employers and good for some of the apps that hire them to deliver food and everything. But long term, this is an untenable situation. We have to figure out exactly who is eligible for asylum, decide these cases quickly, don't make people risk their lives and lose their lives for something that they're not going to end up getting. And and if this is a decision by the Biden administration to welcome uh, millions of people, the Biden administration has to pay for the cost of that. You don't invite people here and then allow them to be exploited and force the costs onto states and cities that doesn't make sense so no matter what your position on this i can't see how this would be the way that you would go about doing it yeah i i totally agree and that's why i asked you to chime in because nicole jolinas we we know i know you said this isn't your area but your area is pretty widespread it's uh, uh a pleasure to have you on i will admit <laughs> I, I will admit that um i often drive into the city. Now, I have the subway. I'm in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I have the subway. Okay. The R train is right on the it's two blocks away, but I can I know I'm in good shape. I can walk my two blocks and it's about a 48-minute ride and I could do a lot of reading and a lot of work. Um but I often drive. But I will tell you this, if all of a sudden it's 23 or $25 to drive in on top of what it costs to park, 
that will definitely have the effect that I guess they're trying to have, which is uh, bring less cars into the city of New York. Is that the effect? Is that what congestion pricing is all about? Right. I mean, there's, and I used to live on Ocean Parkway, so I'm uh, Ah, a south. My wife grew up there. Okay. Yeah. We lived on Avenue X. So she was Avenue. You know what? Yeah. Ocean Parkway and Avenue X. And I mean, we also, uh, you know, I understand the perspective of people who drive in because, of course, I took the subway every day and it was a long ride on the F train. But if we were going to see a play at night or something, we would drive in because we're not going to take the subway home at 12 o'clock at night. So a few times a month we would we would drive in. So certainly not a crazy notion that people drive into Manhattan and that there's sometimes not another way to to avoid doing that. But uh, so what is the point of congestion pricing? There are two goals that are set in the state law that Cuomo signs uh, going on uh, four years ago almost. One, to reduce congestion in core Manhattan. So the idea was you would reduce the vehicle miles traveled and the traffic jams just within Manhattan, not without, not within the entire city. So that will become important in a minute. And the other thing was to raise money for the MTA. So they have to raise at least a billion dollars a year for the MTA. That's why you see these holes of potential nine to twenty-three dollars, and you know probably closer to the the higher level. So those are the two goals: raise money for the MTA and cut traffic in Manhattan. Okay, so. How likely are these numbers that we're hearing to be reality? Twenty three, twenty five. Well, I mean, that's that's the problem is that when you look at the menu of prices that the MTA put out last week, there's seven different uh, options. The peak hour toll would be anywhere from nine dollars to twenty three dollars. But the peak hour would be 14 hours a day. You know, I think the average person might think peak hour might be like 7 to 10 a.m., 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, it's You're kind of like ruining the word peak if the peak is right. more and than the peak half. is all day. It's not like the Long Island Railroad right. when peak is from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then 6 p.m. Exactly. to 8 p.m., right. Yeah, so this is this is an indication that they're really struggling to get to that billion-dollar-a-year number because you know the people at the MTA are not stupid. You know they tried to come up with a plan that people wouldn't hate too much, and this is the best they could, could come up with. You know they're trying to avoid going to $30 because that would just be absolutely ridiculous. So they've, they've tried to keep it below 25 You know, 23 is the high figure. But that is why you see the 14-hour peak day, because they need to try to squeeze as much money as possible here. And there would also be no time that you could drive in for free. Under the original plans that Cuomo kind of floated back in 2018, you could drive for free on the overnight hours. You know, I mean, if you felt like driving in on at 2 a.m. for some reason, that would be free. But under this plan, that would not be free anymore. You know, there's a, there would be a, a minimum off-peak fee. So you could never drive into Manhattan and, and not pay the toll. So what are those indications of? Not that the people at the NTA didn't understand that this would result in bad PR, but just there is no other way to try to raise a billion dollars but to have this very long peak hour 
and have it be 24 hours a day, even when there's absolutely no congestion in the middle of the night. So that indicates this is just as much about, about revenue as right. it is about cutting congestion. So we're talking to Nicole Jolinas from the Manhattan Institute. She, uh, she writes uh, for the New York Post. Um, what, what happens to the delivery trucks and you know, the m- millions of deliveries that take place, you know, and, and FedEx and Amazon and all of that? How does that work into this plan? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. So if you drive a car, like you said, you know, at some point you're either not going to make the trip or you might take the subway. But if you're driving a truck, you can't do that. You know, most people are rational people. You're not driving a truck for your own fun. You do this because you're moving something heavy. You have to get from one destination to the other with the something heavy that you're carrying. You know, that goes for furniture, deliveries, construction. All the, all the, food, de- all the food deliveries, yeah. all the restaurants. Right. So the, the MTA says in the documents, we're not going to get rid of any truck trips. If you're driving a truck to Manhattan, you'll keep doing that. You'll just pay the fee and pass that on to the consumers. But if you're driving a truck through Manhattan just to go from New Jersey to Queens, Brooklyn, or Staten Island, which a lot of trips are through Manhattan, not to Manhattan, those trips will also not disappear. So what happens to those uh, truck trips? They go to the Bronx. The, The MTA said in the documents it put out last week, the Cross Bronx Expressway will see 200 to 700 more truck trips every day. Staten Island will see more traffic overall. So it's not the idea that we're reducing truck traffic. We're not reducing it. We're just taking it from Manhattan to the Bronx, where the Bronx has very high asthma rates, the highest asthma rates in the country, deafening noise if you live near the Cross Bronx because of these trucks. And so, of course, you know, we need trucks, but... In this iteration of the plan, you're just moving the burden from Manhattan to the Bronx when for decades all we've been hearing from the transportation advocates is we have to get rid of these racist highways that cross Bronx is an abomination created by Robert Moses. And now these same people are saying, ah, you know, a few hundred more trucks on the cross Bronx. Uh, Who cares? And basically, we never even heard about this till last week. In 20 years of pushing for congestion pricing, no congestion pricing advocate has ever said, by the way, it's going to increase traffic on the Bronx. They waited till the very last legal minute to say that. So it's not – I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but it's not an indication that it's, this is a very good plan. Okay. Well, we're talking to Nicole Jolinas, and again, as a, a New Yorker, and this will definitely affect me. The part of what you just said that really affects me is I say, okay – so let's say two days a week I'm going to splurge and I'm going to drive in. So that's let's round it up to 50 bucks. So yeah. that's an extra the $200 a month now that I'm spending. But then you're telling me the truck that's delivering the mozzarella cheese to the pizzeria in Manhattan where I'm buying the pizza is now going to charge me more money for the pizza because the truck is charging them more money because they're – Paying the congestion pricing. Am I correct with that analysis? Yeah, absolutely. And the price for trucks will be higher. I mean, the price for truck on the toll bridges, the t- uh, tunnel, it's always higher. So you're looking at 
much higher, probably anywhere from 40 to $80 to cross, depending on the size of, of the truck. So that will be uh, passed down to the consumer, whether at the supermarket, at the restaurant, uh, you know, broadly loading uh, materials and, and everything else. I mean, I think it goes to the point that we've had a long time to think about this and the idea of freight rail, um, you know, you don't, unless you build infrastructure to get truck goods off of the trucks, you're not going to eliminate the truck trips. You could charge them thousands of dollars and you still have these truck trips. So I think that was a, it, it, it was sold as something to get rid of truck trips. And now they're saying we're not going to get rid of truck trips. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Nicole, we have about 60 seconds left. We're at the bottom of the hour here. You know, you, uh, this, there were so many questions racing through my brain. First of all, is it in the realm of possibilities? You mentioned, um, Robert Moses. Is it in the realm of possibilities to invite you back on another day to have a little discussion about the legacy of Robert Moses? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I just finished writing a whole book about this stuff, so I'd love to come back and talk about all. Okay, this stuff. so we're gonna we're definitely gonna make sure that that happens. Um, finally, if if Nicole Chalinas was gonna sit down with the uh, powers that be that are devising the the uh, this plan, this congestion pricing plan. If you were only able to make one point to them about the plan that's going to be put into effect, what one point would you insist upon? I would say the other thing I told people to keep in mind is that this only reduces traffic in Manhattan. Under the MTA's documents over the 20-year span, it does not reduce citywide traffic. You know, the daily vehicle miles traveled right now around 47 million miles. By 2045, the end point of their projections, they would be 49 million miles. So unless you really rethink your infrastructure, build more subway lines, build more bus routes, have much more frequent and cheaper commuter rail, you don't reduce traffic in the city overall. You reduce it in Manhattan for a while, but even by that long-term time horizon, it's only down in Manhattan by 3%. This was not what we were told for 20 years by the congestion pricing advocates. And I admit, it's been eye-opening because just looking at these formal documents, which they finally had to release, it's very, very different than what we were told over all of these years. And if they could build subway lines with this money, then they would. Then they would have baked this into the plan. But the money has already been spent. I mean, it's it's basically going to end up going to the raises for the workforce. So it's a wonderful idea to reduce traffic, reduce pollution, get more people on transit. But just doing this because we've wanted to do it for so long and doing it the wrong way doesn't get you to that goal. There you go. That's Nicole Jolinas. Nicole, we'll read your next article in the New York Post. Um, keep up the great work at the Manhattan Institute. And I am going to ask uh, our team to find a date for you in, in the early fall for us to have a little uh, little 20-minute, half-hour conversation about Robert Moses and, and what he did good and what he did bad and his legacy, if that works for you. Okay. Sounds good, Arthur. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Have a great Monday. Have a great rest of the week. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Lauren Fix. We're going to keep talking a little bit about cars, and then we'll end the show talking a little bit about law and maybe a little bit about life. Don't go anywhere.
What song? I don't know. What tune was that? That was For the Love of Money by the OJs. Very nice. Very nice. Well, if we're talking about money and you want to talk about money well spent, let's talk about Rhino Shield. Now, um, I was out at my house in Long Island and I was walking around and uh, the house and uh, I don't know what it is. It's a little, it's pretty high up. It, it may be a woodpecker, but there's definitely, there's a hole in the side of my house. Uh, a small hole, and it's pretty round. So I'm thinking it's a woodpecker. That's what it looks like. It's either a woodpecker or there's these kind of bees. I, oh, I think they're called carpenter bees, I think. My brother-in-law Lawrence would know. But um, I know that my carpenter will come and fix that piece of wood, and I know I'll call Susan and from Rhino Shield because I don't want any other paint touching my house except Rhino Shield. That is the way to go. I did a walk. You know, I, I take these commercials very seriously. I did a walk around my whole house today just to look. And that's how I saw this because it's in a part of my house that it's kind of in a corner in the back that I wouldn't normally look at. But I said, you know, I'm out there telling everyone about Rhino Shield. My buddy Joe just had his house painted in Brooklyn by Rhino Shield. You know, let me make sure I'm, I'm being accurate. And I am being accurate. Um, Susan did a great job. Joe is thrilled with the job that she did on his house. He said in three days, his house went from looking like old and beat up to like sparkling new. Um, and she, and I think I mentioned this the day I spoke to him, he had gotten the 25 year trans transferable warranty in the mail. That warranty is uh, against peeling, chipping, cracking mold or mildew. Um, so if you're thinking about painting, don't even, don't think more than you need to. You just call Susan. She's going to give you her strongest discount yet. 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote. It's a free quote by the end of this month. So call Susan today and lock in your 20% discount. Dial 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com and just tell Susan Arthur sent you. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight at 7, it is Money Night, and that means we'll be breaking down uh, why the markets are doing what they're doing today. About a half a point up for each of them, except the S&P, only about a quarter of a point. But we'll see where they're at when you and I get together tonight at 7 with Hillary Kramer, right here on Radio Night Live. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer.
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Today in 1965, yes, 1965, the Beatles, you know that little band? They set a new world record for the largest attendance at a pop concert when they played in front of 57,000 fans at Shea Stadium in New York City. A concert presented by AM 970 sister station WMCA. The Beatles were paid $160,000 for the show. The set list included Twist and Shout, She's a Woman, I Feel Fine, Dizzy Ms. Lizzie, Ticket to Ride, Can't Buy Me Love, A Hard Day's Night, and I'm Down. And you know who was in attendance at that show? Two of the Stones, baby. Mick and Keith. They were, they were there, and later at the hotel, at their little party, Bob Dylan visited the Beatles. Um... You know, that's a that's a serious like situation right there when you got the Beatles and the Stones. But they were all I think I mentioned that to you guys. They were buddies and they were uh, especially Mick was all about the money, to be honest with you. And they coordinated in the 60s when they were both coming out with albums and singles, mostly singles I'm, I'm referring to. They staggered them so they did not compete. So they would stagger the singles every couple of weeks so that first, you know, the, the, the Beatles would get some crazy, you know, selling out with one tune. And then the Stones a month later or three weeks later would release their song. And then they would sell out, you know, when I say sell out, set crazy records of selling singles. And for those of you who are too young, singles are like little albums that only had one song on one side and one song on the other. I still have my, they, and they played at a high speed called 45. I still have some of those. But I asked Lauren Fix last week, who were the four names, the four faces on her Mount Rushmore of music. I asked several people that this weekend, and everyone bangs out the first three, and they always stumble on the fourth. So Lauren Fix, give me your Mount Rushmore of music. You got you to put four faces of yours, not like the greatest musicians, not like Beethoven, right. but of, of for you. Yeah, who are those four faces on the mountain? All right, it's going to be Queen, Pet Shop Boys, Depeche Mode, and the B-52s. There you go. Woo! The B fifty two, Queen is. I mean, so many times in concert, they're great. And they, yes, they're great. And I, I, unfortunately, I never saw Queen in concert, but I did see Bohemian Rhapsody, which I thought was a fantastic movie, and and I highly recommend I anyone who has not seen that movie. So you, I, I just did twenty minutes about congestion pricing in the city of New York. Uh, that seems to be on the horizon. They're talking about $23 for automobiles during peak time, Lawrence Fix. And peak time is going to be 14 out of the 24 hours a day. And then those other 10 hours, there'll still be a charge, but it won't be the peak charge. And trucks will pay more. No discounts for, for the trucks delivering vital goods. 
and those costs will just get passed on to us. So when they deliver the mozzarella cheese to the pizzeria, pizza is going to go up. It's uh, I don't know, Lauren Fix. What do you have to say about congestion pricing? Oh, I'm infuriated about it because it's ridiculous. Where everybody goes to work. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to park on the Upper West Side and Upper East Side, make congestion going on up there where there's already a limitation on parking because of flight racks and everything else and limit because of the bus lanes and everything. And then what's going to happen? People are just going to get mad. It's just going to be double parked mess. And then they're going to try and take a subway down or walk down or take a bus. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, this is crazy. All you do is we're New Yorkers. We're smart. We know how to get our way around systems. And you know what will happen. You'll just park in other places and figure out a way to get down there. And it's just going to be a mess. Well, tell me what's going on in the world of cars, Lauren Fix. In the world of cars. Well, I've been out driving cars. This week I'm driving a car. I'm down in Naples, Florida. And I am driving a 2022 Aston Martin DBX, which is the SUV. So it's about ah. $220,000 SUV. There's a couple of them in New York City. I've seen a few. No, no, I, I, I saw one yesterday in the parking lot in Long Island. Um, there's one that's always parked out in front of Casa Cipriani in uh, the Battery in Manhattan. So what's mm-hmm. the review on the Aston Martin? What preview can you give us? Well, I can give you a preview. You know, I think it's got phenomenal performance. And, of course, it has a ton of history. Uh, it, it's just a beautiful car. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's the vehicle we test driving or general, but the air conditioning does not work so great. And I think that may be because it's a British car. But um, but as far as, you know, as power handling, safety, great. Seats are super comfortable. The navigation system is completely outdated. It drives me crazy. The center screen, you can't touch screen it. You have to use a dial. That was, like, number one frustration to me. Um, but, you know, it's, it's got the gutsy turbo engine, sharp. This is my pros and cons. Gutsy turbocharged engine, sharp steering, stellar handling, plenty of standard interior luxuries on the negative side, dated touchscreen, no touchscreen. Uh, the ride is rough on some roads, and the driver assistance technology isn't as refined as it should be. For 220000 there's a lot of cars in that category. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I was in my... Uh... My buddy's Mazda, what is it, the big one, the CX-9? Is that the big one? Yeah, that's the big one, yep. Yeah, and I got to tell you, you put that thing in little sport mode, it's a zippy little vehicle for something that's, uh, you know, that's not little at all, but it's sporty, and it's the, the it's very nicely appointed inside, the leather seats, it's got trim around it. I'm like, how am I, I, I he's leasing it for, a, a, it's not, put it this way, Lauren Fix, it is not $220,000. No. But it's also, it's missing that same luxury. If you're going to step up in luxury, you're looking at a, a Genesis G80 or even a G70. Beautiful cars. They have a ton of value. Uh, that's made by Genesis, which is a Hyundai's luxury line. Or if you want to step up more than that, the Porsche Cayenne, fabulous car. Uh, always had wonderful vehicles there. I mean, you can go into, like, the Rolls-Royce Cullinan at that point. You're at the Bentley Bentayga, the Mercedes Maybach GLS, and you get very expensive when you start adding on all those features. Lauren, let me, let me, make, a conf- let me make a confession. I have no use for these SUVs. I mean, my wife has one. That's what she likes for a little while because, you know, we have two kids, and when Luke is around, we have three kids, right. uh, aging from 16 to eight months. Um, for a little while, for two and a half months, we had um, the Chrysler Pacifica. I mean, in mm-hmm. my opinion, if that's what you need, you need to hold kids around and groceries and Absolutely. be a mom and be a dad. The the car, the, the 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 SUV does nothing for me. The the uh, mom mobile. 
the Pacifica, the Odyssey, the Toyota Sienna, they are so much more user-friendly. I call it the Swiss Army knife of vehicles, if that's what you're looking for. Right. I mean, the minivans are, are not as popular. Their market share is down dramatically. But I will tell you that, you know, they're great when you got a lot of kids. You're hauling around four kids. That is the best solution. Uh, I, I don't overlook SUVs, especially if you live in the wintery climate. You know, you got to think about the Palisade. We just drove the 2023 Palisade and the Kia Telluride. Really impressive vehicles. So, I mean, three-year-olds. I know, well, Lauren, I'm, I live in Brooklyn. It snows like it, it, it snows five days a I year. Know. It's the, they were, I mean, I have an old, an old uh, Porsche 911 C4. I used to, that was my only car. I just used to put snow tires on it. I never had a oh problem. Oh my gosh. I never had a problem. Maybe yeah, one day out of the year, sure. I was like, all right, I better not drive. Besides that, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I would prefer, although even I said to my wife, why don't we get a nice wagon? The BMW 5 Series is a beautiful wagon. The, the a Mercedes like uh, E-Class is a beautiful wagon. Oh, the Audi of RS six yes. Avant, yes. <laughs> That's that is definitely more my speed than than the whole SUV craze. I just don't get it. Yeah, I love the wagons, but you know they don't they don't sell well here in the U.S. There's just a few. They call them shooting brakes or Avants, depending on the brand. But I mean, even Volvo makes a great wagon. But I I think that for me that you are what you drive. So if you're driving something that's beige and boring, then maybe that's your personality. For me, I want to show up and have statements. So I drive bright colored cars that make bold statements. Uh, listen, I <laughs> talking to a guy who drives a red, you a, a red, uh, a f- almost sixty year old Alfa Romeo. So I get it. All right, Lauren, I, I have yeah. to go. Maybe next week we can talk about a car that like is in the realm of affordability. It's not, not 220. There's all kinds of vehicles. I'm driving two cars a week. It's crazy. All right. Well, you're the best, Lauren. Thank you so much for always finding time to, to spend uh, in the afternoon with us. I'm a car nut, so I, I so appreciate it. And believe me, I have plenty of people who listen to this show, and they enjoy your, our, our commentary. So I appreciate it. Oh, enjoy okay. Naples, Florida. I hope it's not too hot. Oh, it, it's toasty down here, but that's okay because the cars down here are fabulous. <laughs> Good. Enjoy. All right, folks. We're going to say goodbye to Lauren Fix, who did give us her um, her her four favorite artists. And I'm going to come back. I want to talk a little bit more about the law and a little bit more about life. So don't go anywhere. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-2700. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. 
I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. This is Kurt Schlichter. When the left said it wanted to transform America, what it really meant was it wanted to ruin everything. From our decaying cities to our best-in-the-world military, whatever the left gets control of, it destroys. But it isn't too late to turn this around. That's why I wrote my latest book called We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America. This book is my road back, back to American greatness. Read Kurt Schlichter's essential new book, We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise of America, available wherever books are sold. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare cancellation guide absolutely free. Call 800-491-6161. That's 800-491-6161. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Definitely not the, the, the pet shop boys. And by the way, Sam, I noticed how you ended the last segment playing the cars. Since we've been talking about the cars, you know, those, those things are not lost on me. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much. Thank you for paying and attention. I'm just curious. What do you think? Today is Ben Affleck's 50th birthday. Now, you're not there yet, but it's a big birthday. It's a big psychological thing. It's, you know, it's, it's a big thing. Um, I will tell you what my wife did was. We have this little house out in, in Long Island. Um, she had my uh, brother-in-law, Carl, who works for a, a company that uh, rents out furniture. So they rent it out from everyone from the plaza to El Carib, everywhere in between. If you want a certain theme, you want certain type of couches and chairs and bars. So she had them come to my house in Long Island and take all of our furniture and put it in the garage. The only thing I knew is she said, you got to take your car to the garage. And she put all of the stuff in the garage and turned our, our, our house into a, like a nightclub and invited all these people out to Long Island. And we had a, it was a, literally a three-day event. Friday to Sunday. It was nuts. Um, I wonder, what do you think, Sam Molina, what is, what is like Matt, Bat, Ben Affleck and J-Lo? Like, what does she do? She like has a party on top of Mount Etna, on top of a volcano. I don't know. I know they've been shopping around for like a hundred million dollar homes, so there's no price that's definitely not beyond them. 
Yeah, I mean, that's you got to be you got to be creative. In other words, she's taking him to like Coney Island and put him on the cyclone or something like that. Yeah, I mean that that to me that would be fun. Yeah, well, listen, when you're 50 years old and you're hearing that thing going, you get off there, all of a sudden you find you f- figure out you have muscles in your neck and back you didn't know were there. Um, I just we have a couple of minutes left. I just want to touch on. The case that I had of uh, Glenn Hirsch, who was dubbed the the duck sauce killer, whatever, uh, which was ridiculous. But photos were released of his apartment and the inside of his apartment. You know, initially I was kind of furious, but they were released by uh, his wife's attorney in efforts to um, have her case dismissed saying, look how sloppy and horrible his apartment looks. And she had her own apartment. Um, the paper in inaccurately describes them as being estranged. They Trust me, I've spoken to Dorothy several times that they were definitely not estranged. Her crying words to me, because she's not my client, so I can tell you where, you know, I lost my best friend, I lost my best friend. Um, but in an effort to get her... Uh, her case dismissed by the judge to say, look, he had one closet in her apartment and it was as messy as his apartment. I don't think I would have, now I'm not going to take anything or I'm not going to throw any cheap shots at her lawyer, but I don't think I would release those pictures of his apartment, which are very embarrassing unless really she wanted me to. Oh, look who just walked in. Come here, quick. Arthur, say hello. Say hi. I have Arthur Idala the third here. We have thirty seconds. Arthur, did you have a good weekend? Yes. Did you go in the swimming pool? Yes. Tell him what you make me do. When we go in the swimming pool, you tap me on the head. Go. As- and the on deep as you can, and it comes up. I'll tap your head. Right. You want me to go as deep as I can underwater with you on my back, right? And then when it's too much, you tap me on the head, and I have to swim to the top. Yes. Yes. Did you have a swimming lesson today? Yes. Did you do? Did you do? Did you do a good? You can't touch the dials, Arthur. Who loves you the most? Daddy. Okay. All right, folks. Happy Monday night to you. That was Arthur Idala the Third, who I love so much. I'll be back tomorrow. See you Tuesday. Oh, I'm going to Ben Brofman tomorrow. Make sure you tune in, and I'm filling in for Piscopo on Wednesday. We got a great week coming up. Bye. 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 The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.